All right, welcome back to Some Kind of Podcast, a uh, podcast where we talk about what entertains us in hopes that it entertains you, and there's points, and they don't matter, but that might be a different kind of show. Anyway, I'm Tim, I wear purple sunglasses, I'm with Cody, Steven, and Christian, and we are Some Kind of Entertainers. Welcome back to our podcast. Um, hey. So what, what, what you guys what you guys been up to since we last recorded? Uh, you got real soft there, like real sultry. What have you guys been up to since we last recorded? <laughs> I'm just making a real point. Uh, I've been, well, streaming and playing a yeah, little Saints Row. Congrats on beginning to be an affiliate. Thanks. I, Was I too quiet there? Do I need to talk louder? You are a little quiet, but um, it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, big shout out to uh, Jay, a.k.a. That King Bunny and uh, Mad Tomato Plays for uh all the support because i i wouldn't have been affiliate as fast as i have uh got there without the two of them so um big shout out to them but yeah especially jay jay's really cool yeah. i don't know i don't know anything about mad tomato really other than he's a, an angry vegetable <laughs> it's mad in the british sense not uh oh no oh. not angry he's oh, he's british he's crazy he's, no, no he's not at all he's, he's um, canadian right no Am I making that up? I think you are. German? In my Send mind, he was Canadian. Send some lore. Anywho. Polkish. Yeah. Uh, he's from the Great White North. I, don't, I forget exactly what his nationality is. Uh, Isn't I, he from Texas? He, yeah, he, he's in Texas, and he calls himself a coconut. Yeah. Um, coconut. But yeah, that's so he's, he's the crazy vegetable. He's the crazy vegetable, yes. Um, but yeah, that, but, oh, sorry. He's a crazy fruit. Yes. Tomatoes are a fruit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Jay, Jay and Jay and uh, Tomato were uh, so unbelievably helpful and supportive to get me to affiliate, and yeah, I, I'm forever grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I've been playing a little uh, Saints Row, which is what I, do you what do you think of it? I'm not too far into it, so I don't really have a full opinion. I mean, it's fun. It's like a goofier GTA. Um, well, how does it compare to the prior games, like the original trilogy? It's kind of hard to compare because the the original. Did you games play were, the original ones? I did. No, I didn't. Um, the originals were like cartoony and goofy, like out of the gate, like the like it was like that was the stick, you know. But this seems more. While it is still ridiculous, it still seems more rooted in like reality i guess like it's it's still it's still goofy but like in in saints row 4 you were the president even though you were a gang leader and you had superpowers like it didn't make a whole lot of sense but this is just more about like the start of the saints gang so it's yeah it's fun i'm also playing it uh it's really fun I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I don't remember. It. Huh? You've heard of it? That's good. Uh, I was going to say, I, I've heard that it's got a lot of fetch quests. It's like notorious for that. Have you guys noticed that thus far? Um, however many hours you are into it? I haven't. I mean, uh, if they're if if they're technically fetch quests, they're not what can I... We define, can we define fetch quests? So when I so, think fetch quests, I think 14. Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, that's what I'm going and with. And that's, that's not what the quests are like. Like, 14 was like, hey, 
go a million miles that way and get this thing from this guy and then you get there and then the guy that sent you on the quest is there and he's like hey you made it let's meet back where we came from for no reason at all and that like to me that's a fetch quest this is more like I don't know you go to a place but like it, it's not it doesn't seem like it's very back and forth it's just very I don't know it's very pointed like some of it might be pointless overall but I think it's for the most part not fetch questy yeah I guess the what I was getting at is there apparently there's a lot of just driving back and forth to the same locations back and back and back back and back and yeah. the okay, that, map that does apparently happen. yeah is smaller than gta 5 would you say that's correct yeah uh yeah by a lot by a lot by yeah. a lot i um, mean i i'm pretty sure this is a remake of the original game i don't remember the original saints row so i don't know if it's a remake or if it's a, a brand new just reboot of the series um pretty sure it's a reboot yeah um but yeah, there's a lot of driving. If there is fast travel, I haven't figured it out yet. There is fast travel. Okay. I you gotta ha- take a picture and you unlock it. Oh, interesting. I haven't done that, I guess. Um, yeah, but... I guess I'm a little further than you. Maybe. you've been streaming and doing other things, so... Yeah, it's been crazy with work and then streaming. I also, so. like, in terms of games like Saints Row and GTA... I have ADD, and sandboxing games like can be a little too much for me because I want to do everything all at the same time. So every time something pops up on my map, I'm like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? And then it's like 20 hours. I'm like, all right, I should probably do the second mission. <laughs> I mean, that's, no, that's, that's fair. That's, uh, that just is what it is. I mean, that's how I, I mean, if, yeah. I was just going to say the fast travel in Saints Row might be unlocked similar to how it is in Temtem where it's not even part of the story. You have to do a random side quest to unlock it. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. <clears throat> but I, the fast travel thing? No, it's just a picture thing. It's just, it just unlocks immediately. Oh. You just have to find the... like. I, it's weird because like, you have to go around and take pictures of things anyways. Um, and then some of them that you just do it and it's like, you can now fast travel here. Oh, so I think I just like I just took a picture of a cannon and placed it in the, the like hideout or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? No, because oh. I took a picture of like this big rock and it was like you can fast travel here now. Interesting. And I was like, oh, cool. And I took a picture of like these two big monsters playing Galaga on an arcade machine, and I was like, you can fast travel here now. I'm like, oh, interesting. Cool. Okay, I'll figure that out at some point. I'm assuming each area of the map, because like it's sectioned off in like areas, and then the areas have little sub areas. I'm assuming every sub area has like its own little monument thing. I guess you take a picture of, and it's like you can just come here now if you want. If you don't feel like driving, which I don't know, I, I like to explore. So I always end up, I hardly ever fast travel on games like that, just because I like exploring. Yeah. What's so that? Tim, you've been primarily playing Saints Row. Did you fall off the Temtem? Uh, yeah, just because you guys got so far ahead of me, not not through any fault of you guys. You guys were just playing the game. That's fine. But I was like, well, they're ahead of me now. And 
I don't really feel like playing. <laughs> I mean, we'll happily um, catch you back up because there's plenty of endgame content that I haven't even messed with yet. Um, so did you guys beat layers. the game, Stephen and Christian? Um, yeah, so Steve and I were playing a bit last night um, and uh, I, I guess a couple nights prior, um, beat the, the very basic main story. But there's a whole bunch of stuff that opens up as soon as you do that, kind of like almost every other MMO. Um, or that you, know, you can play the actual game. Yeah, now the end game kicks in. But it doesn't really explain any of it. It kind of gives you like a couple like screenshots on on like or, you know, like snippets on screen. Um, it's like, hey, you can now do this, this and this. Have fun. And then it just all of the text goes away and it's just your character back in your hometown. And I'm like, OK, cool. So how do I do all of those things? Interesting. Um, but and I one of the other things too is that since the game hasn't fully launched it and it's like 1.0 status, I think it happens on the sixth. Um, there's got to be some sort of correction because there's a lot of stuff that you can do in Endgame that involve you spending a lot of money, and there is no way to get enough money to do the things that you're trying to do. Well, um, yeah, that was something from the, the get go that was terrible. Was just, you just can't buy or do anything. Yeah. Steven, what are, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, Tentum? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm just still checking through. I'm almost done with the game. Probably got like a two or three hours more to do. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. You feel um, like you'll stick around for the end game once you're done? Or like once you hit that main story end, do you think it's going to be like time to take a break? I'm probably going to mess around with some of the in-game stuff and just see what it's about, but uh, probably try and get into some other stuff as well. Just like to be caught up and done before the launch. Uh, so you guys only the be- launch. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. the game. Oh, 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 oh. I, keep forget- video, exactly. I, yeah, I keep forgetting that game's not like out. Yeah, I was, I was, I was actually making a joke that Christian beat the game before the game's actually out. So, you know. Congrats, you beat the game, and now that they're going to release it for you to play. But I think they're releasing more content with the first patch. Like, there's going to be, like, a new area. It'd be cool if they, like, release a new Temtem as well. What I hope they don't do is I hope they don't do, like, a season pass or anything. Like, I don't I don't need to pay for another season pass. Like, I know that... They are. Are they? They're doing a battle pass. A battle pass. Uh, yeah. So they're not like locking like new Temtem into the battle pass, though, are they? Isn't it just like cosmetic stuff? I don't know. I think it's from what I read, it's cosmetic stuff, but uh, I can't remember really. See, that's kind of a turnoff because everybody's doing that now. And I get that like Fortnite was popular with that. And that's kind of how they made all their money and got really popular was with their battle pass and stuff like that. But now too many games are doing it, and I don't really want to buy a battle pass for every single game I play. Yeah, I'm a little annoyed that that's like the norm now. Like, I I really hope that, you know, in future single-player story-based games, like like the new Harry Potter game, right? Or, uh, uh, what's the, was it Forspoken? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I like I games like that better not have a battle pass. That would be ridiculous. 
I mean, Battle Pass is a good way for a good inexpensive way for people to technically buy DLC and keep playing the game. Yeah, and I think it's always kind of looped into that free to play model where the Battle Pass isn't necessity. It's got a lot of cool stuff in it that encourages you to get the Battle Pass, but it's not like you have to do it in order to but play. But Temtem was not free to play. I paid for it. Well, I know, but I'm I'm saying like even in that regard, like you paid for the game, and if you want like everything, then yeah, you probably have to subscribe to the Battle Pass. But you could still just play the entire main story and the end game content without having to worry about it, unless you just want all those extra cosmetics. Okay. Have either of y'all heard? Um, I heard something that Overwatch. I know it's really random, but we started talking about Battle Passes. Uh, is Overwatch getting a Battle Pass instead of loot boxes? I don't know about instead, but it is getting a battle pass. I guess alongside of. Dude, I haven't played Overwatch in so long that I didn't realize that they didn't have a battle pass. It's been a while. Yeah, I used to be really in it, but not anymore. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Steven, do you remember when we were playing the um, the beta? uh, What that because the the battle pass wasn't in there yet, right? It was waiting till the launch. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think the beta really had anything other than just that one mode to play. But I don't think it's gonna have loot boxes. But I, I could be wrong on that. Interesting. I mean, because I know they were part of the whole loot box ordeal that happened like a year or two ago. Yeah. Um. So I think they've kind of just done away with those for good. I know they still have them on the first game though. Um. So I don't know if maybe they changed their practices towards them or what, but I don't think the second game is supposed to have them. My guess is once Overwatch 2 officially launches, they'll kill the loot boxes in 1 as well. Because they're, so they act- they're essentially the same game, but 2 has a story, I guess. Yeah. So they actually just made a press release statement a couple weeks ago saying that at the launch of 2, 1 is dead. Okay, good good because for a while there they were saying they were going to keep both alive and that was kind of the whole talking point since the they announced two but now they've kind of done a 180 on that regard and good. now one is one is done that's that is the smart course of action let's not yeah it wouldn't make much sense to have both when they announced it and they were like overwatch 2 is coming out it looks slightly better than overwatch and it's the same game and they were like, what? Yeah, I wasn't really... I remember when that happened, I wasn't really impressed by it. It was just confusing. Like, it was like, so I need the second one to play the new stuff? They were like, no. You can play all the new stuff on the old game. Like, so why do I need the new one? It looks a little better. You can play the story. And they were like, is it free? And they were like, nope. Well, they were also kind of backing themselves into a weird corner because I know in 2, they implemented the 5v5 instead of the 6v6. Yeah. And so theoretically, I think if you play the new maps on Overwatch 1, it'd be 6v6. But if you play the new maps on Overwatch 2, it'd be 5v5, which I was super confused by. Yeah. I don't know. Good old Blizzard doing Blizzard things. Hey, at least they're in doing good things instead of <laughs> questionable. not so good things. Questionable, questionable things at best. Yeah. <laughs> Getting sued by everybody and whatnot. Um. That's interesting. I, I don't know. I have no desire to ever play Overwatch ever again no. in the history of my life. The hamster killed uh, it for me. No, I just I just got burnt out playing it. We played way too much of it. I've still and never then, laughed like, harder 
uh, until that one day we were playing and that junk rat just he tried to make the jump and couldn't do it and then me and steven died and lot we lost the game <laughs> we were winning too like we were we were like right there about to win and then it just <laughs> fell apart <laughs> I don't even remember that at all. There's a video of it somewhere. And it's I'm just, sure. It's just me. Every once in a while. It's me ugly laughing and uh, Steven, Steven laughing, I think, mostly at me. And then you and Christian being like, what just happened? Oh, I remember that because me and Christian were so confused. We were winning. Yeah, I think, yeah. I was laughing at the uh, junk racks. I, I was legit right in front of them, <laughs> like right beside you. Oh, yeah, so I remember good. like that was a good day. He had that little like snickering laugh going on, and Cody was just cackling. Oh, I was yeah. like, we don't know what's going on. We need to find that day. video and share it on the Discord because uh, that's yeah. a, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, you should find all those videos, like the one where you like wrecked a whole team as uh, Reaper. Oh yeah, that's right. We were playing with Matt that day. Yeah, dude, you like. I think it was like when they had to move the payload or something. Yeah. You stuck behind them yeah. and did your ultimate. And it actually worked the way it's supposed to yeah, work. Yeah, the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Good before times. Before they like nerfed it. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Steven, I don't know if you said, what, what, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing, just if I'm not working, I've just been playing Tim Tim. Um, got Soul Hackers 2 this past Friday. Um, so that's the one that's in the Persona universe, yeah? Uh, it's in that, that general um, realm of game, but it's not technically in the universe. Okay, so it's like Shin Megami Tensei? Yeah. Which is also Persona-like. Oh. Oh. Okay, so we got Steven back, and uh, I don't really remember what we were talking about. It was, it was Soul Hackers important. two being yeah. part of the universe, but not really part of the universe. Um, yeah, I don't want to touch too much into it, but yeah, it's just a JRPG. It's not too bad. Um, I can't really say I recommend it yet, just because I'm uh, only like a few hours in. But I don't know, I'm enjoying it. That's good. Um, I got a new Switch OLED, the Splatoon one. Um, so now that I've got right. that, I'm going to try and get back into Digimon Survive since I never... What is the OLED one? The OLED? I don't, I don't know what the difference is between the Switch and that. Uh, it's essentially just a bigger screen. It's a, it's a oh. bigger, brighter, more colorful screen. Yeah. You so have it near you, actual... Huh? Do you have it near you, the new Switch? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the design on it. Uh, I know my room's a little, a little dark, but uh, that looks really cool. Mm. I have never seen him do a um like embroidery type design like that, except for like the Switch Pro controller. That's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. also on the, the dock too, isn't it? Yeah, can't really grab the dock. But, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty awesome though. Um, um, definitely an impulse buy, but I think <laughs> worth it. Um, but since I planned on playing Digimon Survive in handheld uh, mode anyway, that definitely is going to incentivize me to play a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that, if it's still watching Clone Wars. Um, I didn't know you were watching Clone Wars. 
I feel like I <laughs> say things. <laughs> and listen, it's passed over. No, I just I have a terrible memory. It's okay. Uh, I've been watching Clone Wars. Um, She Hulk. You know, I didn't watch today's episode as of recording. Did we, have we talked about She Hulk? No, no, I don't think Not so. Not since I've been back. All right, well, what do you guys think about She-Hulk? Uh, I mean, I like it so far. Still haven't seen the new episode, but the new episode's good. It is good. good. Yeah, I think the show is good. I don't know where they're. I, like I, don't, not... I don't know where they're going with it. Yeah. So my thing with She-Hulk is, it seems like Hulk is a weird character to bring in like a second version of when there are multiple of the original avengers that are now gone mark ruffalo ain't gonna be hulk forever well i know but i mean like iron man is gone and Mm -hmm. captain america is gone i mean i know he's been no he's not well the original captain america is gone the because i'm just saying that there are there are avengers that could easily have like an, a side story, like a new version of themselves introduced to the show. And since Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is one of the still surviving ones of the main cast, seems kind of weird time to bring in well another version. So it's I, I think we've said it a few times. We don't read comic books, like not really. Um, but I do know that She Hulk is an important Marvel character. I also don't know if she's going to really be what what role she's going to be playing going forward because My, one of the things about the show is that it doesn't seem like they're taking it like overtly seriously. Like there's almost like a Deadpool vibe behind kind of her character because she keeps breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, uh, I think that's how it is in the comics too, though. From what I from what I've heard. Oh okay. Um, I didn't know. I don't know anything about She Hulk. Other than she's a she Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show's not bad so far. Um yeah. Uh, I think it's funny. Um yeah, but this week's episode was good. Whenever you get a second, you should check it out, Stephen. Yeah, I might watch it after this podcast. There you go. There you go. By the time this airs, there'll be another one ready to come out. Yeah. By the time this airs, I'll uh be caught up, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um Speaking of, uh, by the time this airs, we, between the last pod, time we recorded and this podcast we're recording right now, there have already been two episodes of House of Dragon, and by the time that this comes out, there will be a third episode yeah. that has aired. So it's just kind of funny that, it's just the way that we record things, that like, <laughs> between we have one podcast and three episodes of House of the Dragon. Um but I know we've all seen the most recent two episodes, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what are our thoughts on House of the Dragon? The house that the dragons built? I uh, I wasn't super looking forward to watching it, I guess, just because I've never been super big on the Targaryens. Um, I like it. That first episode uh, definitely, uh, definitely got my attention. Um, there's not really a character where I'm like, oh, I hope this nothing bad happens to this person, except for maybe like the princess. That's it. Yeah. So, a couple things I wanted to bring up as discussion points. Um, the first one is just kind of like a cool fact. Um, and so slightly spoilers to people who may have not seen 
House of the Dragon, episode one or two. Um, in episode one, uh, Viserys, that his name is Viserys. He's a king, right? Yeah. Yeah. He talks about the prophecy that one of his ancestors, I forget, I mean, Amon or Aegon or whatever. Aegon. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're all different names. Um, they all rhyme. Yeah. He talks about, you know, there's this prophecy about the end of days, so to speak. And essentially, he talks about the prophecy that comes to pass in Game of Thrones with the White Walkers and everything. Like, he, he essentially is talking about Game of Thrones. And it's, the, it's kind of a link between the two shows because there's not a whole lot um, that links them currently. I mean, there's only been two episodes. Who knows what else could come up. In fact, we can talk about it here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um but there was just to, to link the shows together. And one of the things I read on that I did not pick up on um, is that King Viserys, uh, he has his dagger that he's holding with him all the time. And when he's talking about the prophecy, he's clutching this dagger as he's pulling it. Um, that is the dagger that ends up falling into the Lannister hands when Robert Baratheon takes over. Uh, it's the dagger that is used to take to attempt to take Bran's life after he falls out of the castle. Mm. That then falls into the Stark hands. That ends up with Arya, who uses it to kill the Night King. Huh. I did not pick up. On I that. didn't pick up on that. I either. didn't. I had to read it, but it is the same. It is the same dagger because it's shaped the same way that Arya has that she uses to kill the Night King. So that dagger that he's holding when he's talking about the prophecy actually comes to pass. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. I don't know. That's, I... uh, that's some major foreshadowing right there. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, it takes place 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, but it's just kind of cool that they paid homage to it by having him have this dagger that it's made of Valerian steel, and the Targaryens are obviously descendants of old Valeria, which... They talk about quite frequently um, in the show. So I just thought it was a pretty cool thing I wanted to bring up. The second thing I wanted to bring up is that I don't know about you guys, but I always watch the little um, behind the scenes thing because I feel like they give away some insight on the show that can help you put things into frame of reference. Like at the end of the first episode, they mentioned that uh, Viserys did not want the throne but he was the only male heir that was alive, and that's what the old council went with or whatever. And then he never wanted to be on the throne. Um, The second one I noticed that the princess and her friend, Allison, um, are the two actors that are playing them right now are credited as young Princess Rhaenyra and young Allison Hightower. And I looked it up, and there are different actors that play them later. So there's going to be time jumps in this. Now, between episode one and episode two, supposedly six months had passed. Um, I think it's pretty interesting because Game of Thrones didn't have that. There wasn't really major time jumps like that. They hmm. did it in like the later seasons, but yeah, definitely not this early. Um, and I think in that same kind of foreshadowing sequence or whatever that they talk about, the you know, the upcoming episode, there's another time jump because the... Mm-hmm whatever Lady Hightower, the the girl yeah. that the king ends up marrying, is like, not only <laughs> she's like, got pregnant and then already had the baby in the next yeah. episode. Yeah. Hmm. If there's time jumps, that's definitely very interesting. Yeah, so uh, how do you guys feel about that? Because Game of Thrones, like, they had 
a little bit of time jump. Like there is the whole thing that Cody brings up every once in a while that he absolutely hates that there was no <laughs> battle between the Martells and the Lannisters. Jamie shows up with an army and then it just skips to him already winning the battle. Um, so how do you guys feel about them doing time jumps like that? I, um, for a show like this, I think I'd be okay with for a show like when they did it in Game of Thrones. Nah. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, like, but if they're using the time jumps as like a reason to like get popular characters on screen, I kind of feel like that's going to be a little bit of a cop out to get views. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think for me, so the reason it bothered me with Game of Thrones is because it wasn't an established thing. They went like six and a half seasons without any time jumps. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they were just like, we're, we're skipping through and we're, we're, we're trucking now. And I was yeah. like, why? But with this, they were like, well, I mean, within the first episode, they were like, all right. And it's been six months. Like, okay, cool. If you're, if you're, I mean, if you're going to the beginning of the show, like they talk about like, her dad wasn't king and then it's boom yeah king like the next scene he's been king for nine years yeah so, so like, totally fine with that yeah something like that that's that's more acceptable yeah if it's if it's an established thing that we're gonna do within the first couple episodes cool do it but speak speaking on that like when the second episode starts and it's already been six months I didn't realize there was a time jump. Like they no, were talking about they, it and I was like, what's happening? This it, just happened. It wasn't definitely until like 15 or 20 minutes into the episode yeah. that someone says, six months ago, this happened. You're like, oh, wait, that was the last episode yeah. that happened. Yeah. I was like, golly. Yeah, There's I was completely lost until they mentioned that. Something I'm curious about, too, is that since they're doing the time jumps this early in the what might be a series. I don't know if they're doing one season, two seasons, whatever. Well, that, um, they, they confirm season two. Yeah, they confirm season two. Season two, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, but since they're doing the time jumps that rapidly in this early, I'm wondering if they're trying to just give you the backstory to build towards the main plot line, and then it's going to kind of so, even out a bit more. I'm assuming, that's kind of what I thought, is that that's what I'm assuming is what's happening. It's like, especially because there's going to be, like, Renera and Allison have older versions of their character played by different actors. Um, so I'm assuming they're getting up to the point where like, okay, now that we're at the, the, the point where like the main thing is going, like, I guess like they're just setting on the, the foundation for like, this is what's going to lead to the eventual story that we're trying to tell. Yeah. That's okay. my guess. So something I thought yeah. was, super interesting in this that and it's kind of why i was skeptical going into it and would have preferred numerous other plot lines prequels whatever spinoffs um before this is just because like the way game of thrones lore is about the house of targaryen it's like they've got dragons no one else has dragons and what i loved most about game of thrones was the battle sequences and if you're showing up to every single fight with a dragon then like there's not going to be too much of a fight. Um, no, so that's how they won Westeros, is that. So this is where I'm getting kind of confused, and maybe they'll explain it in the show. Like, we're only two episodes in. I'm pretty sure there's going to be ten this season, uh, and they've already confirmed season two. So we have another, we have at least 20 episodes for them, at the very minimum, to flesh out the story. And I don't know how long the book Fire and Blood is, which is what this series is based on. So I don't know how much longer they're going to do with it. I have no idea. Um, 
the Targaryens, like, they have this, like, downfall, but the whole downfall came because they were all inbred. Like, they inbred themselves so much that it got to a point where, like, they, they meant, they think their dragons got smaller and they couldn't control them anymore. And essentially, like, they just kind of depleted their own army to the point. And that's why the Mad King was so mad was because it was through incest and, you know, all the kind of negative effects from that whole thing was, was all the Targaryen backstory. Um, and then this dude, well, first of all, I don't know who Emma, his wife was to him. They could have been related. I don't know. Um, but he totally has another kid with somebody that's not a Targaryen. He picks like a commoner to be his wife, which I was like, shouldn't this like i guess it's to the point of contention because he is supposed to choose somebody that is like i guess like a second cousin to him or something like that that little girl or whatever um and he and he and yeah first of all really awkward to watch i'm glad they didn't really explore too far into that because that little scene with them walking i was like this Uh, is awkward uncomfy Mm -hmm. uncomfy for sure um but yeah, so I guess this heir, I don't know how it's going to happen in the show, but like supposedly he has an heir and it's only half Targaryen. Yeah, I think uh, uh I think by the end of season 2, there'll be another time jump where it skips to the Mad King, is my guess. Or like maybe. The, like I don't know if they're going to go all the way to the birth of Daenerys in this or not. I mean, that'd be a way, like, if they're going to end the show, like, you could have it to where, you know, the last scene is Daenerys being born. And, right. At, um, <clears throat> so, oh, God, Dragonstone. Thank yeah. you. I almost forgot the name. Somewhere along the lines, though, the dragons are going to die in this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have to. Yeah. Because, like, there's none when Daenerys is born. Yeah, there's, there's just three eggs in yeah, existence. The three eggs. And they think that they're dead eggs, yeah. too. So. So. Um. Yeah, they're 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 gonna they're gonna die. Said some like, and I and I think that goes like to what you were saying. Like, if they just show up to every battle and with a dragon and just wreck house, like, yeah, I mean, what? It's well, Daenerys gonna... had three, and at the end of the show, she only had one, so right. they can be killed. Um. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen some way somehow. That's what kind of kills prequels for me, because like it's hard to have like that emotional attachment to characters or stuff when you already know like all right, well, yeah. you're dead. Yeah, in the actual show, so yeah, not getting me that this is, time. That is the you know, um, caveat. I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but essentially with any prequel, you know who's gonna yeah. live, who's gonna die, and who kind of. I mean, not so much as, like, you know, like, there's going to be a Targaryen on the throne because there was Targaryens on the throne all the way up until the Mad King. So, like, there's never any threat of any Targaryen not being on the throne. I guess it's just which Targaryen is it going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was, like, watching Obi-Wan. I was like, all right, well, you know, no, he's not going to kill Vader. Yeah, so, he was. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you know, you know that not gonna kill him. Obi- even when they're fighting each other, like, none of these two are going to die. Yeah, there were zero Luke, stakes Luke's- in that show. Yeah, zero Luke's fine. Leia's fine. Nothing's yeah. gonna yeah. happen to anybody. Like they did the whole right like now. Reva, Reva going after Luke, and I was like, okay. In fact, that's the only problem I actually have with the Obi Wan show is that Mistakes. it ended in predictable. Like essentially, 
nothing happens in that whole entire show. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. It was Love just the show. The show's great. Yeah, the show's but... great. It, don't get me yeah, wrong. Thanks. Loved it. Loved but there's it. nothing that happens in it. It was the only. A, yeah, it was a pointless show. It was just, hey, you guys want to see some more Obi Wan? Yeah. yeah. The only only emotions that came from it were nostalgia and just being. I mean, I cared a little bit, I guess, when that one chick that he kind of like died. Other than that, I was kind of like, I mean, I know Luke's gonna be fine. I know Leia's gonna be fine. I know Uncle Ben and Aunt Beru are gonna be fine for now. Uh, you know, well, like it. I so I. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the worst offender, and it's one of my favorite movies. Now that we're on this tangent, um, is uh, Rogue One, because like, oh yeah, it was like, I, f- like watching it when they announced that movie, I was like, so this this leads up to a new hope. This is about them stealing the plans, and they're like, yeah. I was like, so they're all, they're all gonna die. Yeah. And it was like, well, you don't know. I was like, no, they all die. Don't die though. Like I've seen the movies. Like, they're not in a new them. hope. They say everyone dies. Yeah, I was like, so, so, so they're gonna die. So yeah. I, I have no emotional connection to any of these characters. The Rogue One's awesome though. It so is. It's a care. great movie, and it's the same with like you know, like I'm looking forward to Andor, but like, no stakes in that show. Don't get attached to Andor. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Is he done? In Rogue One. Oh, does he? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. he's a character in Rogue One. Yeah, he's the he's like the main character in Rogue One. Next, to the... I've seen Rogue One like one time. The Rogue Once time. Yeah. Rogue... How how you say one time? That's how many times I've seen Rogue One. You Rogue. Uh, like Rogue you. One. It says it in the title. One. Everyone dies. There's no stakes. You guys just said it yourself. Yeah. I was like, everyone v- died. They got the Vader lives. The only cool part, I mean, not the only cool part, but the coolest part of Rogue One is the Vader fight at the end. Mm-hmm. That hallway is the best thing of the whole movie. <laughs> like the movie was good, and then that part happened, and I was like, this movie is the best movie ever. Yeah, somebody just be like, hey, you want to watch Rogue One? Be like, uh, I watched watch the last, last five minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> No, just the scene when like they're all the dark and just the lightsaber comes out and it just illuminates Vader is the the best scene in Star Wars history, in my opinion. It's yeah, it's a it's a good one for sure. I, I'm a little uh, biased though. I I feel like my new favorite scene though is is Boba and, and his reappearance of his armor and uh, the yeah, when he's wearing it. When, that scene's great. When when he when he gets onto the, like like they're all backed into like corners and the stormtroopers are attacking Mando and uh what's her face? Fennec. And then yeah, Fennec and then Boba just drops down in his armor and just wrecks house. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. that is by far my favorite Star Wars scene ever. Oh, uh, the cool. the scene of him and Mando at the end of uh, Boba was, Fett was it was really pretty good. good. It was pretty good. Them teaming up is great. Uh, anyway, speaking of movies and watching them, and I watched up. and teaming up. Yeah, sure. this movie you watched. Oh, yeah. I guess it is <laughs> about people teaming up. I watched, I think it's not right here. Right here, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have to move it really weird in order to get it. I watched Bonnie and Clyde. I wasn't. Um, it was good. Um, out of 10, I, well, okay, so I gave it a seven out of ten, which isn't bad. It's a solid seven. Okay, you know? okay, okay. Um, I was kind of hooked at the beginning, and then the middle is kind of dry for a little bit. 
Um, I first of all, I'm a little bit of a dumbass, and I didn't realize that Bonnie and Clyde were actually people. Yeah, like they existed. They were real. They were not. This is not just some movie. Like it's it's. I mean, yeah. it's a movie, but like it's based off real people. So I didn't realize that they were real. First of all, Oh, B and um, C. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Um, it for a movie that was made in 1967, uh, supposedly it was really violent because it that it like kicks off like the essentially R-rated genre, even though R-rated wasn't a thing back in 1967. It was ironically rated PG. Yeah, uh, uh, th- I was. Uh, we were talking about this at work. Uh, not to tangent again too hard, but like, yeah, older movies. I think until like the 90s. Well, yeah, PG-13 didn't come around until, like, the late 80s. Like, PG-13 was essentially R. Yeah. And, like, I mean, they got away with a lot Mm -hmm. in PG and PG-13 movies. technically, when this movie came out, because I looked it up, when this movie came out, it was rated M, which is not mature. I don't know what it said. It was just M. But it might be okay. Might be okay. (laughs) Maybe watch it. Maybe watch this. I don't know. Rated for... Maybe don't bring your kids. I don't know. Mayhaps. I don't know. Um, it was rated M, and then when the rating system came out, it was changed to PG. Um, and now, when I watched it, it is officially rated R. So it's only rated R for violence. There's really not a whole lot of cursing in it. Um, there's some implied sexuality, but it's really just rated R, mainly because it's a very violent movie. Yeah. They murder a lot of people. And then at the end, they get royally decimated. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde do. They they die very harshly. Yeah. Um. So the one my one really major critique of the movie, besides the part where I said it gets kind of slow in the middle until it picks up at the end, um, is the fact that the movie just ends like in the most abrupt <laughs> mm-hmm. way. Like they get shot up, and then they're just like the end. Yeah. I, 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 I get your main characters are dead, but there's no fallout from that. There's no, we got them, mm-hmm. boys. Let's. It's kind of like uh, Thelma and Louise. Like, they just drive their car off the side of the canyon, and then movie's just over. You know, like, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I cool, guess cool, it's like cool. that in a sense, yeah. Certified banger. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. So, that being said, Cody has picked one. Steven has picked one. I believe it is your turn, Christian, now. Oh, yeah. So, it's a 10 by 10 poster frame. So, row one through ten, and then across. Which which number do you want to go for here? All right. So the ones that have a white background are the ones you haven't watched, correct? They're they're gold, but yes. Okay. Anything that stands out, like this one or this one or that one, I've watched. Okay. All right. So let's see. One, two, three. Seven down. Six across. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. You want me to watch Spartacus. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> a good the movie. 1960 version. Yeah. Yeah, that's the older one, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the older one. Yeah. I've never seen Spartacus, so um, I'll, I'll look forward to watching it by my next podcast. And This uh, term is overused, in my opinion, but it's a classic. What? Spartacus. What term? Oh, Spartacus? Okay. Oh, I, no. I... 
that was my bad. Uh, the term that's overused is something being classic, but oh. I think Spartacus is a classic. Oh, yeah, Spartacus a is Spartacus, a very overused uh, term. I think I've never used Spartacus in my daily life, but okay. Spartacus, it's very Spartacus of you. Well, oh, I mean, I am have you Spartacus. guys all seen Spartacus? Yeah, I am Spartacus, so. Did you, I, uh, have you seen Spartacus? I'm waiting for somebody to answer. Oh, sorry. I haven't. I, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've seen it several times growing up uh, with my dad. Um, it's okay. a long movie, FYI. It is. Um, okay. So brace yourself for that. Get okay. a snack. Get a couple. Get a like it was one of those uh, VHS movies where it would come in those like really like wide things because there would be like I think there was either two or three VHS tapes that was the one movie. Oh geez. Kinda well, like, I mean like Titanic. I mean, I didn't have to, but when I watched The Lord of the Rings, I watched the four-hour one, so I'll be okay. And I can watch four hours of people walking. I can watch Spartacus. You guys are picking a lot of old ones, I think. You guys haven't gone beyond 1970 yet. I mean, I know you're just picking randomly. Say, it's you not our you, fault. You can't, you, you can't see, <laughs> but like, you guys haven't. Right. You guys have just been. You need to watch well, some classics too. Well, here's what we do next time after you've watched this. Uh, you pick, but don't look at the board. Just pick a random. <laughs> just set. okay. Yeah. No. 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 Like you know, it's a ten by ten. So just say like, okay. Uh, I think of you know two by eight or something like that, and then you look around. Okay. If it's already been grabbed, then do another one. Okay. I'm willing to do that, yeah, and then yeah, we'll just start over again with Steven once I'm once I'm done. Well, there we go. Until I watch all 100. There you go. Um, but yeah, so I'll watch Spartacus by the time we record our next podcast. Uh, Blind Cloud was good. Um, it definitely ranks kind of in the middle of the 13 that I've seen so far. So of those 13, what's your top three? Oh, uh, actually, I have it. I have it. Um, I was I was working on that when uh, while we were getting set up. So I have three movies that are in the top ten, or that have, I have three movies that have scored ten out of ten, and that's Star Wars: A New Hope, Killville Volume One, and Psycho, are the ones that have been scored ten out of ten. So I have three of them, hey, followed I picked, by I picked Psycho. Uh, you did. Followed by Jurassic Park and Avengers that have nine. I don't remember oh, which one I picked. You picked uh, the last one, Bonnie and... Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, Steven had Psycho, you had Bonnie and Clyde, and then Christian had Spartacus. Okay. So, I look forward to seeing it. Uh, before we get to talking about what I, want, what I really want to talk about here, I kind of need a sidebar tangent here for a second, because I've been watching My Hero Academia, and I don't know why all of a sudden I had this itch to watch it, because I was watching it, and then I think I watched it when season three ended. And then for whatever reason, maybe I just I didn't have Funimation at the time. I can't remember. I uh, didn't watch season four or season five. So I'm in, the, I'm in the midst, close to the end of season four. And it is so good. It's, mm -hmm. it's so, so good. I can't even express how good it is into words like I, I i literally at the end of the episode i'm like this is so good and i feel like I'm yeah it's it's really it's really spartacus you know if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing i'll say i can't remember if it's in season four or five 
Um, but the, I think it's like the first half of one of them where it's like the old dude and the little girl. Yeah. That, um, uh, the little girl. Yeah. That just happened. Uh, that was, that was some, a rough few episodes. I was just like, can we the, not the one, talk about this? The one where like, she can rewind people Is that what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That, uh, I like the gentleman thief. So I he, he just got introduced like in the last guy. episode I watched. He just didn't get introduced in the last episode. I like I that guy. So I'm excited to watch the rest of it. I just needed a tangent for a second to talk about how amazing that it is because yeah. I can't believe I haven't. And didn't you say season six is coming out soon, Christian? I think it's in October. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Anyway, so Jack, you like Slayer, don't you? I mean, he better. <laughs> First of all, he's the main character, and you name your dog after him. So, I was hoping I would say Deku, and he would respond, but apparently he's got a bad itch right now, so he's just not even paying me any attention. He's also a dog. He only pays attention when Tim does the robot. (laughs) Not paying attention. I would have lost it. I know. I was waiting. I was hoping it was going to happen, but it didn't. Um, So, um, one of the best things about when I was watching Game of Thrones is that uh, not necessarily the show itself, which was really good um, up until the later seasons, but, you know, how, how you feel is how you feel, um, was the fact that the reactions to it, like the Twitter reactions, the memes, they're all hilarious. And I would, you know, always enjoy the Monday after an episode airing, kind of seeing the reactions that people have, because they were, they're honestly quite hilarious. Um, so... I realized that like House of the Dragon, I don't know how popular it's going to be in terms of Game of Thrones. It's probably not going to be on the same level, but there seems to have a following enough to the point where like they're going to renew it for season two. Um, but so I like, had to Google reactions to it just to see if they were still doing it, and they are. But upon doing that, I realized that I had come across a number of articles. Um, essentially, one place essentially it's the same website. One place saying uh, that it, the show was good, next thing saying it was bad, don't watch it, and then another one saying that it was like okay, like you know, take it or leave it. It is what it is, kind of thing. And I know that we've seen similar things before with like IGN, where like they'll post on Twitter that something was bad, or they'll post on Facebook that something was really really good. You should check it out. Or then they'll post on like their actual website like it was okay, you know, like it you could take it or leave it. And I'm noticing that um, it seems to be happening kind of across the board with other stuff now because this was a a New York Times post that was th- three different things that said Game of Thrones, yay, nay, or eh. Um, yay. So just kind of wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on it being presented where like no one really has a clear opinion anymore it's all they kind of cover everyone's base not to offend anybody uh i don't know honestly (laughs) i guess i haven't thought about it like that yeah that's uh so one thing that is interesting that i saw the other day was that there's a a lot of the major journalistic outlets um like Forbes or, you know, any of the like online journalistic outlets like IGN, um, they have 
like subcontracted journalists and freelance writers that pay by the, and they pay them by the story or even by the word or whatever. Um, and so I think a lot of the reasons that you're seeing three or four different reviews is because they just have these people that work underneath their umbrella, but they have like their own like weird company that they like us, you know, like they'll work for like some kind of entertainment, but then they, they, they publish their story underneath the IGN umbrella. Um, and so like IGN has like three or four official scores for the same game and they're all over the place. And it's because they have different journalists all writing the reviews and they all have way different viewpoints on whether or not the game's good or terrible. And apparently like the other day, well, the reason I, I thought about this and was Sam bringing this up is I think it was Forbes wrote a story um, or one of the journalists that were authorized to publish underneath their brand. Um, and apparently the story wasn't true and they had to redact the whole thing um, because there's no like checks and balance system. Apparently, like once you get hired as a journalist with a lot of these outlets, you can write a story, publish it, and then it's just press until someone says otherwise. And it was something to do with. Um, I think something it was like an Xbox related story. Um, but they had to have it taken down because it wasn't correct. Um, and then apparently there was like the CEO or something of Forbes came out and was like, oh, we're so sorry. We are going to make sure this doesn't happen in the future. But apparently it happens all the freaking time because people will just use slander or whatever in their um, publications. And it doesn't get caught until after it's published because every all these journalists are publishing on current trending media and content. And so they're trying to keep up with it. And there's not really a system to go in after them and actually check to see what they're publishing is accurate or true. So. Um, sorry, Tim. I <laughs> I was trying to figure out audio issues and then I heard you talking and I guess I heard something different than what you were saying. And I was like, I don't uh, I thought we were talking about something completely different today. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, no, I, yeah, sorry. Um, you're good. There's a lot of that. Like you were saying, I, I don't know why. I mean that what Christian just said makes a lot of sense. But like, I mean, is IG in the same way? It seems to, and it seems, yeah, you, you're the one that brought IGN up to me when we were talking about, yeah, yeah. no, uh, I just mean like, are they, are they the same way? Because I was looking, oh, like the Christian was talking about? Yeah, like Christian was talking about, like if, if, if like, it's like subsidiary or something, because IGN, like, um, like for instance, like Saints Row just came out or, uh, or actually probably a better, uh, example is She-Hulk, um, they'll they'll post a review on like facebook and it'll be like she hulk is is the the new woke bit of media that we all needed and then instagram version of ign will be like this is just another piece of woke propaganda by disney that didn't need to happen and then like the twitter version will be like yeah you should check it out it's fun yeah that's what i said yeah sort of and i i i feel like it it happens a lot but i i Christian, I didn't know what about what everything you just said. I didn't realize that that was a that was a thing. I don't know if I, well, IGN's the same way or. I don't know because like IGN, like I, I'm sure they have different people monitoring their different social media platforms. Like I'm sure you know, it's not just one dude that's like I oh, have yeah. to monitor all of IGN stuff. So, but like they post all it, like IGN posts like these wide covering things. I just don't know like it's. I mean, it could just be for clicks because, you know, everything's all about clicks. So it could just be like if we post a good review, a, a mediocre review and a bad review, we cover all of our bases and all yeah. the people that have any type of feeling 
about She-Hulk or whatever you want to call it, we all we can get all of those clicks. So, do you do you think the age of like actually having an honest opinion is just over? I mean, it kind of feels that way because like I. So this is it's one of the reasons um, that I don't I don't pay attention to things like Metacritic anymore. I don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes. I don't pay attention to to reviews by IGN or or, or anyone really anymore. Especially like Kotaku. I've never really liked Kotaku, but no Kotaku. Mm. Um, <laughs> but people swear by Kotaku, and I'm like, ah. I know a lot of people that love Kotaku. Yeah, and I don't understand yeah. it. But anyway, I don't after after like stupid things like uh reva in um, the obi-wan kenobi show or um captain marvel uh she hulk like people don't like something and so it gets review bombed hard and so especially on rotten tomatoes and so like people will go on there yeah. and just do it because they don't like it yeah they'll get bots and they'll they'll just they'll spam you know negative reviews and 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 dislikes and so it tanks the score and then rotten tomatoes is like here's our score of she hulk it's you know it's super rotten it's it's got like a 12 and you're like oh god and then people take that to heart and they're like well i don't want to watch that and i, I just i just don't pay attention to it anymore i i just i'd rather just make my own opinion because i i i think you're right i don't i don't think there is any so I think the honest opinions are the reactors on YouTube. Um, most of them anyway. Like I'm sure that they there's... Say you yeah. think so? Because I feel like there's some... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like there there's definitely some, some corporate sponsored ones out there. But like there's a handful like previewed, um, you know, the Real Rejects, Blind Wave, who I trust when it comes to reviews. Like if because there there's usually more it's not just one guy like previewed is adam and jay uh with the real rejects you have eric and john and then you know blind wave there's there's like five or six of them and so like you get you get opinions across the board but like you typically you can make a decision based on those reviews like okay my views probably align closer to what what these two are saying versus these two you know what I mean? Like that, you get a wide variety of honest opinions. Whereas if you go, if you go to the media and the news sources, like you're just you're not going to get anything with substance. I feel like you're just you're just you're eating packing peanuts at that point. The only reason I look at reviews, if and when I do, is just to see, um, I don't know, if they mention the length of the game or. <sighs> just like certain aspects um just to kind of see maybe like how some of the side quests are how if the story seems like it's engaging or anything like that um the only time i don't look at a review is if it's something i'm just getting regardless like soul hackers yeah mm. or like you go ahead no sorry man go ahead i was just gonna say uh or like digimon even though, like, I like Digimon. I'm not super into Digimon, but this has been a game that's kind of, like, teetered on the, like, is this coming out? Is this coming out? When's it coming out? Um, for so long, and um, just the initial, like, consensus of it always appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, 
I've had so many negative experiences with reviews that I, I personally, I can't do it anymore. Like, I think the, the most recent example is probably Cowboy Bebop, the, the live action. Like, Which I thought was good. I thought it was so good. And I obviously, you haven't seen the anime, and I think we are going to do some kind of thing with that at some point. Um, sure. But it is, it is, for the most part, straight on with the anime. Obviously, they left things out because the anime is only so long. But, it, you know, it's a Netflix show. It's live action. They, they're not going to do all the filler and all that, all, you know. And they, they move some stuff around. But for the most part, it was great. The acting was really good. The story followed the anime for the most part. Like, there were some shot-for-shot shot remakes from the anime. But it got it got bombed hard and canceled within, like, a week. Which is weird, because if you look at, like, the Lion King movie, it was praised. Yeah. And I, that movie I was, hate I, that. It was so yeah. bad. It was so well, bad. Well, okay. The, the Lion King remake, I know we're getting off topic here, but I used to say this. It was good, but it was just the Lion King. Yeah, like it was shot for shot almost. So the Lion King, the only outstanding thing, cast, but yeah. So I think yeah. So he, here's my thing: the cast was the casting was good. I have no issues Seth with the Rogan yeah. Pumba. Seth Rogen as Pumbaa was the perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Um, but Billy Eichner. Um, yeah, Billy. Yeah, Simone. it was great. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> It was, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, the good. problem with it was, and it's it's hard for me to say as an animator because I understand the amount of work that went into that, and it's it's a lot to make photorealistic environments and animals and and all that good stuff because they did a phenomenal job on that, but I feel like they did too good of a job. Because, like, if you watch the original Lion King, like, when, when Mufasa dies in that trench, it's heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. You can see the sadness in Simba's eyes. You can see the fear in, in Mufasa's eyes. And this, it's just like, yep, that's a cat. And now that yeah. cat's dead. And that's that cat's going to go nuzzle that cat. And that's all I saw. It just looked like a real lion with no emotion in its face. And then a, a voice actor voicing emotion, but it didn't match anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it, it felt like I was watching an audiobook that was, I don't know. It was like it was it, the, um, the, the voice wasn't matching the lips. I don't know. It was weird. The, the inanimate objects in Beauty and the Beast live action had a lot more emotion yeah. than yeah. anybody in Lion King. Yeah, 100%. Well, Back to what we were talking about, though. Um, so, I guess, like, what are you supposed to do if you're on the fence about something? Then, I mean, like, so, you know, if well, for me personally, I, I w- I'll wait like a day or two and catch somebody streaming it on Twitch, or mm-hmm. I'll watch some gameplay on YouTube or something, and then base my opinion on what I'm seeing, as opposed to what all these reviews are saying. I agree. I I look at streams far more often than I look at reviews now, just so I can like actually see gameplay. Yeah, and like the little like stuff that you might not see in between. Like, okay, well, what's this? What's this menu look like yeah. at the at the town pub or something like that? What's the the HUD the interface look like? 
Yeah. Like that appeals more to me than honestly actually seeing the gameplay is seeing the stuff in between the gameplay. Yeah, which is weird because I feel like that's a recent d- development for me anyway. Is like before it was like, oh man, Kingdom Hearts three looks like oh she's oh man, I can't wait. Uh, and then but like I didn't really think like I wonder what the HUD's like. I wonder what the combat mm-hmm. system's like. Because it, it, if it's visually appe- appealing like that, I'm more inclined to enjoy the possibly repetitive gameplay yeah or well talking about games i know it's a different discussion for like a movie or something but i feel like for games or something it's it's either you know look at reviews or just wait for the price drop or just take the gamble yeah um or if it's a movie or something wait for it to go on the streaming service or take a gamble yeah see like i think we uh, and again we're just more tangents here but like We've all played Final Fantasy fourteen on a console, right? Yeah. So we know how that button layout works, and it's actually really convenient to play on console. Um, I think so. But all of the media that you see for that game is PC gameplay, and it looks mm-hmm. like a just cluster mess of, of <laughs> squares on the screen and just a bunch of clicking. And it looks like chaos, and it looks confusing, and it looks like I don't want any part of that. But if they were to show how simple, like, you can make that work, like, with a console, I feel like you get more people to play it. Not that they have a problem. I mean, they have, like, 15 million people playing the game. But, like, I'm just saying, there's better ways to advertise stuff like that. It's a PC gamer's world. I don't know. I will... I was just going to add that I think one of the modern day problems is that everyone got too acclimated to scrolling through a social media feed, seeing a simplified post of a website like Kotaku or IGN, and you'll just see the score. And then you'll take that score and be like, oh, shouldn't play this game. Or, oh, I, 10 out of 10. This is apparently a must play. No one even reads the actual review. Like, the scoring system that all these journalistic outlets are using is just to simplify it. But then if you see that score, you're supposed to actually read the actual article to see their justification why they gave it that score. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot more easy for you to discern like, oh, well, apparently this person got really hung up on this issue, but that's not really a problem for me in the type of games I enjoy. So I won't have that problem. So whereas they might have scored it a six out of 10, it might be a nine out of 10 for you or someone else out there. I think that like because I, I think even IGN recently stopped posting in those little clipbait articles on social media what the score is. You have to click scroll all the way to the bottom they did. and then you actually see the score. And that's why, because people were just seeing the review and then writing off the um, the rest of the article altogether and weren't even giving it the time of day to actually see the justification behind it. So the the other problem to that, though, is that a lot of times the developer will share an image of like the game art with all of the scores on it. And a lot of people will see that and be like, oh, IGN gave it a six. I don't need to go. I don't need to look any further. I'm pretty sure developers only put the, the good scores on there. For the for the most part, I, it depends on the developer. I've seen a lot of indies put, them, put all the scores out there. But I will say, you know, like when they do post those scores, I see who reviewed what. And if it's just like, I've never heard of this obscure website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom's like, potatoes gave my, this yeah. a, a 9.9. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? Like, okay, what, what did, like, 
I mean, I, I know we're using IGN as an example, but what did IGN give you? Because they have reputable, like, they have, like, yeah. some credit to them, I guess. Maybe not so much anymore, but... The the ones I see the most are, like, IGN and uh, GameSpot. Yeah. IGN, Gay Game, and is it Game Informer still around or no? That's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Game Informer, I... IGN, GameSpot. <clears throat> Think, honestly, the best thing you could possibly do, if you're still interested in doing the whole reviews and using it as justification to or to not buy a game, is to not necessarily look at the outlet itself, find a specific journalist within that outlet that you've read a few of the reviews in the past, and they actually like go through the motions of why they gave the rating they did and a broken down justification for that. And then like when IGN posts four different reviews all for the same game, don't read the other three, just read the single one that you know and trust. Yeah. So that's because... what I was actually going to bring up. Like Cody mentioned like, uh, reviewers like previewed and uh, other things like that. I can't think of anything off the top blind of my wave. head. Um, blind wave. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know there was a bunch of people that do a bunch of reactions and reviews, um, like what culture or something like that. That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Um, is that like the future? Is you kind of have to like find that fan base you like, and then you know think like, okay, like like us right here, like you know, if we ever get to the point where people are like. I, I'm kind of in line with what, what these guys are saying. So if they're saying it's good or if they're saying it's bad, maybe there's something to that. Well, I'll, I'll say this because we, we, we talked briefly off, off camera and off podcast about this a little earlier this week about doing some, some more reviews. Um, we have, we have one review up on our channel and that's one that uh, Tim did for uh, persona strikers. Um, and we we're thinking about doing some more, content like that um but it i i will say this for our group specifically if if you do value our opinion and you decide that you want to thank take, you yeah well thank you first off yeah um but if you decide that you want to base your opinion on what we think know that one it's not going to be before the game comes out right unless we get like hella popular and studios are giving us early copies of games to review it i doubt right i was just saying in general but like, no, in there's general, other people there, yeah that, but if oh. if you were to come to us for opinions on games know that we're going to give you our honest opinion on those games and we're not always going to agree between the four of us um like in fact usually we don't usually well, we yeah. do right? i mean we, we do and we don't but like specifically like right now like it's it's rough out there trying to find a game for all four of us to play that we we're going to enjoy like it's it's we're, we're all just very different people in that respect um so keep that in mind like, it's actually a great comparison point though because like even with that like say if we post some kind of game or some kind of entertainment review score on youtube or whatever it's probably just going to be one of the four of us's opinion. So like, even though it's got the, the branding on it from all of us, it's really just one of us giving our personal opinion. Yeah. So, so it's kind of the same thing with the outlets, but I, I would, yeah, I, but I would rather one of us post their opinion than all three of us do it differently. I mean, there's a chance that all of them could agree, but I don't want to be like, if like for instance, if I'm doing a review, I'm going to give you my honest opinion of that. Now, I know that all of us are playing different games right now anyway. Like me and Cody are happen to just be playing Saints Row at the same time. But like I don't even know what you're playing, Christian. But you know, Steven's playing Soul Hackers, so like 
we also don't all play the same game. So I guess the one opinion, whether gay or nay, is just going to be our opinion. Yeah, and I, and I think so. If if we put out a video that's a review based on a game, most likely that is the opinion based on whoever's doing the review, right? That's not a that's not a group score. Now, if we're if we're reviewing a game like let's let's use Mario Party for instance, and that's that will be based on a collective average score of all four of us. All right, that's not going to like if I give it a ten and you know. Uh, if it's just me and Tim playing a game, I give it a 10, he gives it a five, you know, we're somewhere in the middle there, right? Like that's, that's what the score will be. Um, so we'll, we'll average those scores for seven and a half. Yeah. But I'm saying if it's all four of us, right? Like it'll, it'll be somewhere nice little average based on what all four of us think. But it, yeah, if you get a video out and like, let's say, you know, Tim does a review video for saints row, his, it's going to be based on his opinion, not my opinion, even though I'm playing it. Like it'll be his review, but if we post something on Discord about the review, we may individually rank the game and our opinion. Maybe not so much an article review from each of us. Just Cody gave this a, a an eight, and Christian gave it a seven. Stephen gave it a nine. Tim gave it a four because he hated it. You know, I don't know. Um, we maybe do something like that. We've done that in the past on the website. Um. But that would be the extent of it. I think a a good example would be um I know I'm pretty sure me and Christian are gonna be playing Gotham Knights um at least a decent bit together. Um so I know that'll probably be like two different reviews kind of in the same time frame about something. So yeah. that might be a good example. Yep. For later. Yep. But I, I I always encourage to do your research right like don't always just take our opinion don't take don't take anyone's opinion on something do some research find out for yourself like i said mm-hmm. my, my personal go-to is just find a stream it doesn't matter if you know who the streamer is doesn't matter if you know you you care about their content in any way you just want to see what the game is like turn on a stream so i know ne- i never actually thought of that before like yeah. streaming is a good way of like I mean, it is. It is. It's just, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. I remember watching a streamer named Lyric um, when he was playing Stardew Valley, and I I hadn't played it yet. And I was like, oh, this looks like a nice little farming game because Harvest Moon wasn't doing anything anymore. And uh, I know they had Story of Seasons, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just downloaded it on a whim. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, you kind of have to just make your own opinion. Yeah, you got to make your own opinion. Use use reviews that come from us and other reviewers as a just as a tool. Use use it like research in a, uh, on a paper in school or something. You know what I mean? Like we're just a source, and we're, we're it, we are we are uh, we have our own individual opinions, and you have yours build your own it really it really sucks i don't know how pc is real real much just because i'm not a pc gamer but it sucks that uh they don't really do demos as much anymore i understand why i just it still sucks though well the playstation store has trials now yeah but that's that's something you had to 
you'd have to get like plus four and all that. Yeah, like, oh, you're, still, I mean, you're essentially be. paying to play the demo still. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they don't really do free demos. Like I mean, they do every now and again, but not really. Yeah, some stuff. Yeah. Some stuff though will. Switch still does them like yeah. more often than PlayStation, in my opinion. I think that's where Nintendo. So I mean, not to go too off topic here, but like Nintendo, for all their faults, like I, I feel like they they do it right in terms of like the demos and like they know where their niche is and that's handheld so they hit they hit a home run with the switch honestly don't know if demos are up to nintendo or the publisher though that's not something i'm aware of My, i'm assuming it's both but i honest i also just thinking about it like i feel like most games with demos on the eShop are nintendo games a lot of demos i see are or nintendo like they know they they had demos for all three of those um, games like Live Alive or Triangle Strategy and Octopath, and then they had yeah. Monster Hunter demos. Like they, they do pretty good with their stuff. Yeah, I think they even had demos for like first party stuff. Um, yeah, which is nice. They usually do. I think for for some of them. I think, but they know they can afford that. Like if you download a demo on PlayStation and you decide you don't like the demo, then you're not going to get the game and. You know, there's a loss of money. Yeah. Played on Switch, odds are, you know, they're like, all right, here's your demo for, uh, I don't know, Kirby in the Forgotten World. You're like, huh, it plays like Kirby. I'm going to buy it. I'm like, yeah, you know, what'd you expect? Yeah. It's not going to play like like Devil May Cry. I mean, I'd, I'd play that Kirby game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but. Yeah, I guess moral of that the story to get back on topic is uh form your own opinion watch some streams for a game usually you can find streamers playing it a day or two early typically depending on the studio um so check those out if you just need to see the ui if you just need to see how the combat works or whatever like do that you know most places like gamestop having worked there for two and a half years and you know I know others have have worked there as well um most of the time even within like a week from what i remember you can still get a the pre-order bonuses from places like gamestop like especially if it's boxed in yeah if it's a if it's boxed in like you go and it's like the day one edition or whatever um you can still get that i hate pre-order bonuses like i mean they they're what get me sometimes but i just i hate them because i feel like okay cool yeah i'm getting this special armor for this character that i shouldn't have right now and that kind of ruins the game a little bit for me just because i feel i mean i know i don't have to use it but also like i mean it's there that's how am i supposed to say no to that i I like it when uh pre-order bonuses are uh cosmetic yeah when it's just cosmetic and it's like this is how you get it pre-order even then even then it messes with me sometimes. I feel like I should look like a, a pile of shit right now. I shouldn't look like a golden knight. I should look like I just crawled out from a sewer. I don't want to, but that's what the game wants me to look like right now. So what's really funny is that cosmetic uh, pre-order bonuses is oftentimes like what talks me into getting you know, the day one edition or whatever. But I've caught myself so many times where I'll, like, I'll, I'll get a game, get the pre-order bonus, I'll put this you new know, awesome cosmetic on my character and then I'll like go into like a co-op multiplayer game and then everybody has that same skin and then I'm like, never mind, I want to change it. <laughs> Some of them do it 
better like um like i know christian when i was uh talking about monster hunter they had like a shiva inu skin for the palamute and a palico skin for the cat like that's that's perfectly fine yeah um but yeah the armor and all that and like when uh when fall guys came out and everybody got the free uh the free pink wolf uh outfit and everybody was wearing that like how yeah. can you not well it's like or the, even the Ezio recently yeah, yeah the uh the new hogwarts legacy game like it has um it has pre-order bonuses for certain editions like if you get the collector's edition you get a specific robe that's you can only get with that collector's edition which I don't know why it sold out as fast as it did, but it it sure did. People were like, "Oh man, I can't wait to get my hard electronic book that lets a wand float half an inch off the top of it." I mean, on a- Oh no. Oh. Oh no. But what Stephen was trying to say. <laughs> oh. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay, you're back. back. Uh. Uh. <laughs> I was trying to say I pre- I prefer like physical pre-order bonuses like if they're just like hey here's a I don't know here's a commemorative coin or or something like that just some stupid pin or something yeah like I I would much prefer that over like something digital I mean I got like just the I don't the ring from Uncharted Four yeah like um like I don't I don't even have anything just looking around that I can just use as an example because they just don't do that anymore. I Anything mean, I have is either packed away or... I was going to say, all my stuff's in shelves on opposite sides of the camera that you can't see, but... They have the Assassin's Creed Three statue. Yeah, I've got, like, Nathan Drake over here. Well, those, those are collector's editions, though. Mm-hmm. Those aren't, like, actual, like, pre-order bonuses. Like, hey, pre-order oh. from GameStop, get this oh, I free see poster. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't I miss- have any of those anymore, except for, like I said, like I have Uncharted. If you don't know, if I haven't mentioned it on this podcast before, Naughty Dog is like my second favorite of all time studio. So, like, anytime they do something, I'm like, yeah, I got to have it. But, like, you know, like I've got Nathan's ring that came with one of the, it was just, it wasn't like any extra. There's America's ass, everybody. Um, as Christian bends over in front of the camera. Uh, yeah, I think Stephen froze again. Oh, well, hey. Oh, there he is. He's back. Um, both of them. Yep. We Same had, time. We got Christian's ass and Stephen Stephen's face. All just. He was stunned. Well, he was stunned. Don't, them. don't combine them. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the second the second Christian bent over and showed showed everyone his rear. Uh, you froze. You saw it for a second. Move on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I wish well, they, I wish they did more pre-order stuff like that. Like, didn't Pokemon yeah. do like you got like a, you got cards? Yeah, hey, oh, yeah like, uh, I didn't get that. I'm jealous. GameStop. Hey, I didn't get one of those because I ordered from Amazon. Yeah, that's another thing. Like Amazon get gets all my pre-order. Yeah. They, they get all my pre-orders just because I already have Amazon Prime, man. Because I ain't got to go it, out. It, but like, you got Prime, it's discounted, and you get a day one. No, Prime's not discounted, and honestly, Prime has been sucking lately. 
So, Wasn't that a um, thing? Like, if you bought new games on Prime, they were, that like, That used cheaper? to be a thing. Oh, that they, stopped, like, two or three years ago. They, they occasionally will will do that. It's mm-hmm. rare nowadays. The only thing that you can, about it is that you can get it the day of. Which we were talking about off-stream before, and this is why I kind of started just going digital. I could play it at midnight if I just bought it through the PlayStation Network. Yeah. That's what... The, um, well, I know Walmart still actually gives discounts like t- like ten dollars off the game but i do miss um, those days of like lining up like the call of duty days when we used to line up and we actually met people through there yeah i don't uh, know did we meet steven did did i meet you in a line for destiny or was it the theater I, I, like i can't remember the theater yeah so but anyway uh yeah yeah i miss midnight releases I do. Those were fun. Those, I don't miss going home and waiting out there at midnight because that's dangerous. Yeah, I'm I'm scared. Especially uh, you know, Cody, Cody and I were like hugging our PS4s and running through the mall. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we I were that's afraid how I was, that people were gonna steal it. That's how it was when I got Destiny. I had the 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 brand new white PS4, and it's like, all right, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. Picking up my I, PS5 was probably one of the most nerve-wracking things because they didn't you picked it up they yeah they yeah. Uh, they didn't drop it off at my house they they oh. like it got it, it was a weird thing like i got it day one but like they were like uh we had a shipping error so it went to like the ups store and i was like okay what's the error <laughs> so yeah so i had to go to the to the not you not ups usps um so i had to go to harrisburg to pick it up Sweet, they shipped it through USPS. Yeah, I think mine came in because I ordered from Target. Mine came in on FedEx. Well, so I've ordered I'm, things that I have gone ups. through FedEx, but then they they get delivered by uh, ups. <laughs> hmm. Sups. Ups. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know. It's the same with Amazon. I've ordered stuff through Amazon, and it's got delivered by uh, yeah USPS. So yeah, forget Amazon, but just go to Best Buy for all my stuff. Get some more of those crappy steel books. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up unless anybody has anything they want to add. Nope. Final notes. Just make your own opinions. Um, choose choose who you listen to on the internet wisely. Mm. Form, form your own opinions, I think, is what it really boils down to. Don't trust the big corporations unless, like, like Christian was saying, like, you, you have a reviewer that you know and trust. Like, you, you, you like their opinion. That's fine. But don't just broadly go with what IGN or Kotaku or whoever. Kotaku. 4chan. No, don't, yeah, don't, no, don't. God, 4chan. no. Don't go on 4chan. If you're don't, going to 4chan, don't go on 4chan. Reviews, <laughs> then don't. Yay, Unsubscribe. Do we don't want you here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, before before we uh, before we sign off here, uh, what's everybody got going on? And can can people find you places or? Uh, you can find me at Twitch at Purple Sunglasses. I'm currently streaming God of War. Please come and hang out so I can become an affiliate like Cody. Uh, also, I would like somebody to talk to in the stream. That's not me. It gets, well, I don't mind talking to you, but like you don't, you don't always can't make it because you're at work yeah, sometimes or you're streaming yourself. Um, so, I mean... I don't mind talking to my computer screen, but it gets a little lonely. 
Uh, what God of War are you playing, by the way? Are you still in Ascension? Or no. What? Since the streaming, I was streaming and I had issues with the mouth not lining up with the actual action on the screen. And it really was kind of throwing me off. So I had to go to a hard copy of a disc. I gotcha. Um, and I just was, I don't know if I have enough time to play. I don't know if I have enough time to play through 1, 2, and 3 and 2018 one before Ragnarok comes out. But I'm going to give it the old college try. I'm streaming. Well, by the time this airs, I will have already streamed. But at the time of recording, I'm streaming tomorrow night. This is this, this comes out. We, we, we decided Wednesdays, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm probably streaming Raft tonight around 8 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Tonight, yeah. as in the day this comes out. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I'll be streaming Raft with Mad Tomato. So come hang out. Um, the crazy vegetable. Yeah. Uh, if you missed my streams this past weekend, <laughs> again, I'm I'm in, I'm in the future. This is future Cody. Uh, yeah. I started playing The Last of Us Part One, and it's going great. I'm assuming it's going great. <laughs> uh, nothing. I mean, you've already no played hiccups. Last of Us Part One, so there's no hiccups. Nothing. It's fine. Um, you are jinxing it. You know, a hundred percent. Hey, I mean, the, la- the last stream I did, apparently halfway through it, no one could hear me anymore. Oh, yeah, your audio just died halfway through it. it was... Shout out to the person that kept watching me, though. Yeah. I mean, your game audio was still there. Yeah. So, um, but I- I'm also going to be starting Cult of the Lamb probably Monday on stream which is going to be a lot of fun. So I hope the three of you show up because uh, my followers, because I'm affiliate now, um, I can actually uh, have my followers. When are you doing this? It'll be Monday afternoon, I think. Monday from right now? Yeah. Yeah, from today, not not from Wednesday when this comes out. We're so when traveling. this comes out, you, we've let's, already let's done it. Let's not do this. Yeah, let's move on. No, Monday, I, I, September guys, the something. Yeah. You let me confuse these people. Anyway, uh, my point being, um, come hang out for those streams as well because you can uh, essentially be a part of that stream. Uh, if you if you follow me on Twitch, you can then join my in-game cult um, and mess around with the game and stuff, and I think it's pretty cool. So, um, Christian, are you going to be streaming? I know you got the stuff to do it now. One of these days, I'll get there. Steven, too. Steven, too. Uh, yeah. Hey man, you have the second most followers out of all of us. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't have the fancy setup like everyone else, so I have to stream from console. Okay. So it works. Well, all right. Anyway, uh, join our Discord, and you can figure out all this stuff. Also, if there's things you want us to talk about or discuss, feel free to uh, leave some stuff there because there's a podcast suggestions tab channel, channel. What, what, what do you call it is it channel, it's a channel. Okay. yeah there's a suggestions channel where you can leave suggestions about what you want us to talk about and or do and stuff like that yeah. so and who knows if you put something on there we might do it yeah. or we might argue about doing it who knows better <laughs> <laughs> probably the latter that's what happened this last probably time the um yeah yeah leave a comment leave a review on Spotify, break plates, whatever Steven just did. Um, uh, now, uh, leave a review so on Spotify. <laughs> um, leave a comment on YouTube and, and comment on the Discord. There'll be links in the description below. 
for everything if you're watching this on youtube if you're not i don't know where it is i i, I don't know I, <laughs> can't help you can't it's help there. you it's, it's, it's somewhere it's there just use your some eyes. kind of entertainment yeah there you go some kind of Can entertainment. you search stuff on discord i have no idea uh, no <laughs> If you're on Discord, you're, you've made it. <laughs> you're already there. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> There's links to everything Discord is, in there. It's weirdly accessible and unaccessible at the same time. And we lost Steven. He was he was well, done was, with it. He was just well, done. It was a good time to go anyway. Yeah. So anyway, yep. So uh, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll we'll kill it here, and um, we'll catch everybody next time. We might be doing this weekly, by the way. Now, so you don't have to wait two oh, weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah, we we're doing it weekly, right? Yeah, right? weekly. Yeah. yeah, so weekly. So see you next week. Yeah. We might have to watch Spartacus. Another week Spartacus of is right technical here. issues. Yes, another week of technical issues oh, and uh, chaos. Yeah, this is Spartacus right here. So this should be uncovered next time. That's a poster. Bye. But I can. I can point. <laughs> Bye. Bye.